0: Hi and welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonholm and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Are you ready for the Word? Um, we're gonna talk from Psalm 23. The famous Psalm 23. If you're unfamiliar with the Psalms, if you're unfamiliar with Scripture, um, David, King David writes Psalm 23 and supposedly he writes it at the end of his life. Wow. And uh, you look at King David and you can say, well, that's a man who has lived some life. I mean, he's been through some things Um, Some of the things he wouldn't be proud of, that's for sure. The good, the bad, the ugly. He's seen it all around him, but he's also seen the good, the bad, the ugly within himself. I mean, we're happy to talk about it when it's outside of us and we're like, man, the world these days, everything's so bad. But um, when it comes to the ugly on the inside, no one really wants to talk about that. But the Psalms, David talks about all of it. And when he writes Psalm 23, again, he supposedly wrote it at the end of his life. And it's so interesting. I was reading this week um, an author, Daniel Migliori, and he says about humanity, he says about the good, the bad, and the ugly. He says, we human beings are a mystery to ourselves. We are rational and irrational, civilized and savage, capable of deep friendship and murderous hostility free and in bondage, the pinnacle of creation and its greatest danger. What a work of art, says Shakespeare. We are very dangerous, says Arthur Miller. The dichotomy of ourselves, the, 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 the good stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly. And here he writes, Psalm 23, he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores or He refreshes my soul. He said, He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows." Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The verse I want to focus on tonight is though I walk through the valley, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so the title of my message tonight is Walk Me Through It. Yeah. Walk me through it. Why don't we pray before we go any further? Father God, we just thank you for your word tonight, that it is alive, that it's active. And Lord, we just ask that you would encourage us tonight, that we would leave this place um, deeply encouraged, comforted by your word tonight. And we would leave knowing you are with us. In Jesus' name, Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You familiar with the old nursery rhyme, um, going on a bear hunt, you ever heard this one? Going on a bear hunt, I'm gonna catch a big one. I'm not scared, is that the next line? I don't know all the lines, but there's three lines I do know. And it goes, can't go over it, I can't go under it, I can't go around it, we have to go. Through it. Can't go over it. Can't go under it. Can't go around it. We have to go through it. And so it is with the valleys in our life. We're faced with these things, these situations, and we go, Well, I can't go over it. I don't know how I'm gonna get through this one. But this is the inevitability of the valleys. In our life, we live in the valleys. The valleys are our life. But we get confused by this because the way we present ourselves, the way we present ourselves on social media, it's like we're living in the Hollywood Hills, when the reality is we're in the valley. We present our lives like we've got it all together. And the reality is we're going through a few things. Cause no one really likes the valley. Everyone wants the view. Everyone wants to live at the top. No one really likes the valley. You ever, you ever seen someone post about something on Instagram and you're like, yeah, they look like they're having the best time. And then you talk to them about it and they were like, no, nah, that was rubbish. I hated it. And you're like, What? That makes no sense. Why? Because we present our lives as the Hollywood heels, and the reality is we live in the valley. The valleys in life are inevitable. But David says, though I walk through the valley, I will fear no evil. In fact, in another Psalm, Psalm 56, verse 4, he says this crazy thing. I thought it was obnoxious when I read it. He said, um, what can mere mortals do to me? And he's being chased by people as he writes this. And I read this and I feel like I've got to sit you down, David. Grab a seat. Let's have a talk about life. What can mere mortals do to me? What can I've got a list for you, David. Um, in fact, it's not just what can they do to me, but what have, has already been done to me. I mean, you and I, we could create our own list of what man can do to me. And he says, what can mere mortals do to me? I'm like, this guy. And then he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So then I think... Are you telling me there's evil in the valley? Why would you not need to fear it if it wasn't in the valley? He's saying, actually, there's evil in the valley. And so I looked at this word. I looked at this word. And four words I can see under this word. Ready? It's misery, calamity, distress, and injury. The valley's not looking too good. Injury, like pain. There's calamity, which is concerned with a a dangerous event that happens, something that's happened in your life that shakes you to your core. There's misery. She's concerned with discomfort. And then there's distress, which is associated with anxiety. But he says, I won't fear in the valley. But there's evil in the valley, David. There's calamity in the valley, David. you're going to sit this man down and have a talk. But I think he knew something at the end of his life that I hope we learn a few things about the valley tonight too. The first thing I want to know is what happens in the valley. What's in the valley? And the first thing I want to tell you is there's provision in the valley. There's provision in the valley. You know, the nutrients are actually found in the valley. Things actually grow in the valley. That's where you find the quiet streams. It's actually in the valley. And where there's provision, there is growth. And what it, it is one of our greatest concerns in life of can I provide or will I be provided for? It is something that produces fear in us, it's something that produces anxiety in us. This idea of how will I get by? You gotta know there's provision in the valley. And God takes care of you in the valley. And where there is provision, there is growth. You see, I think we get it wrong sometimes and we we live our lives in a way where we're like always trying to make it up a mountain because we think if we get to the top, if we get to this brief spike of satisfaction, then that will be the thing that will carry us through the valley. It doesn't work that way. It is the valley that prepares you for the mountain, not the mountain that prepares you for the valley. It's the growing in the valley that will prepare you to look up and conquer the mountain. Without the growth in the valley, you can't take the mountain. There's growth in the valley. Your character is developed in the valley. You learn obedience in the valley. You learn to rely on God in the valley. One author says that, From the valley you see great things, and from the mountain everything is small. And I know because we always talk about being having a higher perspective, and that's great to put things in their proper place. But it's the dreams that are actually birthed in the valley. To look up and to see great things. God will give you dreams in the valley. There's light in the valley. There's a light in the valley. People get anxious in the dark. Like we say it as a kid, we're like, are you afraid of the dark? Oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. But we're we're pretty all scared of the dark. Like you see people running to their car right now because they don't want to get hit in the dark. I know I was walking to my car once and I hear footsteps behind me. It's dark and I'm alone. I'm not the scariest person. And so I start running and they know. She's not in running shoes. It's too late to be running. They know I'm running from them. You start to hear things in the dark. You ever been home alone? You're like, what is that sound? I heard something. It's just the washing machine turning on or something. I knew someone who used to put, um, she was scared of like thieves, robbers, scared of one of them. And she used to put open books next to the window in case they broke in through the window Then they would step on the pages and she would hear them. (laughs) Yeah, but imagine if she like moved in the night and like flipped over a page. And she's like, oh my gosh, someone's here. You do some funny things. You ever walk through a spider's web at night? You turn into Karate Kid. You're like, get it off me. Get it off me. You do funny things in the dark. I remember I, I watched too much Home Alone. And so, you know, you just start thinking, you just start thinking, what would I do? And so I got a wrapping paper cylinder and I started sleeping with a wrapping paper cylinder next to my bed. Like, that's not scary at all. But I thought this eight-year-old chubby-cheeked, curly-haired girl was ready if someone came in her room. I was ready with my wrapping paper cylinder, like, come at me. I didn't, I didn't get the fact that no one's gonna look at me and say, Stop! she's got wrapping paper. Get out of here. It's not scary. But you get anxious in the dark. Why? Because you can't see. And if you can't see, you don't know where you are. If you can't see, you don't know where you're going. But Scripture says in Psalm 119, verse 105, His Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You see, His Word pierces through the darkest. Though it's a dark valley, it's not darker than the Word of God. And His Word pierces through the darkness. When Jesus walked in the wilderness, what what did He respond to the temptations? He responded with the Word of God. Men do not eat by bread alone, but by the word of God. You see, the word has power to pierce the darkness. For some of us, some of us, we rely on Sundays to get us through. Like the word is available to us every day, by the way. But we we go through Sundays. In fact, in fact, let me let me show you something. Let me show you some. This is how many of us live our life. Ready? Can you can you um Cut the lights, whatever. Let's, yeah, let's do this. Ready? Ready? This is how we go. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Last group, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It lasts a little bit. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Last group, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can take this back. It doesn't work like that. We're relying on Sundays to get us through the week. And in the lead-up to my marriage, I've been asking many couples, I've been asking many couples married for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and I always ask them, I say, okay, okay, tell me, tell me your number one tip. And they always give me one word. They always say, Communication. They do. They say communication. And if it's something that we value in a long standing committed relationship, why is it that we're relying on inspiration with our relationship with God? We're relying on motivation when it comes to our relationship with God. But there's communication that can be had. Because He wants to speak to you and He wants to hear from you. You see, everyone has a shepherd. Everyone's being led by something. We all direct and orient our lives towards something. And now your shepherd might not be Jesus. It might be your money. It might be your own ambitions. Whatever it is, everyone's got a shepherd. Everyone's got something leading them. But it is the Word of God that will pierce the darkness. It is the Word of God that will pierce the darkness. And as you communicate with God, and as you learn to hear His voice, you learn where to take your step. You ever seen like a kid, like grab an adult's leg that isn't their parents? I I remember doing this once as a group of men at church when I was really young and I um, thought I had my dad's leg. And so I'm like, holding my dad's leg and then I'm swinging on my dad's leg and then I'm, you know, like stepping on the feet of my dad's leg and then I start listening to the conversation and I realise that the voice above me doesn't sound like my dad and so I look up and lo and behold, that's not my dad. (laughs) So obviously, I quickly let go. It's interesting, you hold on to things for too long when you don't learn the voice of God. You're holding on to the wrong thing because you haven't learned to listen to the voice of God. But when you become in tune to the voice of God, things you can release. There's things that He wants to lead you away from, there's things that He wants to lead you toward. You need to learn His voice. And the tip is communication. There's also comfort in the valley. There's also comfort in the valley. Before I get to the comfort, I want to read you one thing about about hearing his voice. Ezekiel 34 says this. He says, As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. In other words, Jesus was saying, look, those other things that you're putting your life, you're trusting your life to, they will fail you. Anything that is or not of me, it will fail you in the end. But he's saying, I'll be the shepherd, I'll be the guiding light. He says, let me be the shepherd in your life. Because he wants to comfort you in the valley. It's comfort in the Valley. I don't know if you've ever asked this question, um, but, but Talia, um, you say, like, what if I um, fail? Uh, what if I, um, What if I fall in the valley? Then what? What are you going to do if I fall in the valley? Because it's scary. But the Word of God says, He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. The question isn't, what if I fall? The reality is it's when you fall, when you trip over, when you stumble, God will be the one to pick you up. God will be the one to heal your wounds. God will be the one to heal the brokenhearted. He'll pick you up when you fall. In fact, the Word, it says, He will comfort you with His rod and His staff. He will comfort you. And I looked at this word, Nacham. And, it, and, it, and it means to console, yes, but it also had this phrase, to breathe deeply. You talk to any counsellor, you talk to any psychologist, the number one thing they'll tell you, especially in the area of anxiety, is learn to breathe. How good is our God that He'll be the one to help you breathe? Ooh, take a deep breath. He's the one to sit with you. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Someone in this place needs to know tonight. It's actually, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. He's right there with you in the valley. It's gonna be okay. He's the great comforter. You know, He leaves us with the Holy Spirit and He is known as the great comforter. Comfort, not just in the sense of consoling, but comfort in encouraging you to go again. Oh, you might fall in the valley, that's okay. He'll pick you up, he'll walk you forward. I remember being in my own valley and I felt the weight of things, like pressure on my chest. I remember talking to a leader on the phone and they began to pray over me and began to speak the Word of God over me. Thank God for leaders that will pray over you and speak the Word of God over you when you're struggling to do it yourself. And in that moment, I felt the presence of God. I felt the comfort of God right there in my room. Why? Because there's comfort even in the valley. It's not at the other end, it's in the valley. Why? Because God's in the valley. God's in the valley. I can't go over it. And I can't go under it. And I can't go around it. You gotta go through it. Oh, but He'll walk you through it. He'll walk you through it. In fact, in fact, Psalm 23 isn't just about David's life, it's actually telling of what will come. It's telling of the great King, our great Shepherd who will come. And you know what He did? He lived a life in the valley and He lived a life in some dark places and He went to some obscure scenes. Why? Because He was being prepared for something. He was being prepared for something. He was being prepared for something. And He keeps saying, no, 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 it's not my time yet. No, 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 it's not my time yet. And then one day He would walk on the mountain and that would be the hill of Calvary. And He would give His life for you and I. Oh, He's walking. He was walking in the valley so He could take the mountain. And in that He would take death and His sting over you. See, Jesus lived His life in the valley. It's the greatest display of God's love. Greatest display of God's love. And I think to myself, well, if there's one thing I can't get over, if there's one thing I can't get my head around, it's the love of God. It's the love of God. In fact, Romans 8 verses 35 to 39 says this, it says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Doesn't mean He no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity. What about the valley? Will He be there in the valley? Will He love us in the valley? What if we're persecuted or hungry or destitute or or in danger or threatened with death? As the Scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day, we are being slaughtered like sheep. But He says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Overwhelming victory is in the valley. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, Neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power, no evil in the valley, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Greatest display of love greatest display of love. You notice in Psalm 23, it is the valley of the shadow of death. Because you know what God did on the cross? Defeated the power of death. Defeated the power of shame. Defeated the power of sin. It is but a shadow. It doesn't hold the power. It doesn't hold the power of your life. It doesn't hold the power of you. Your past is in the past. Forgiveness as far as the East is from the West. Death is but a shadow. Death is but a shadow. Your sin, but a shadow. The pain it's but a shadow. It doesn't hold the power. It doesn't hold the power. He's in the valley. He's in the valley. You know, maybe you come tonight and maybe you've never known God personally, or maybe you did once and you walked away. Things got hard and maybe you thought, maybe I can't trust God in the valley. I don't think you're here by accident tonight think God wanted to remind you of His great love for you tonight. Because He loves you, He provides for you. Because He loves for you, He'll be the light in the darkness. Because He loves you, He'll comfort you in the dark places. And He wanted to let you know that tonight. But maybe you don't know Christ personally. Maybe He walks away. Maybe tonight you're saying, I would really want to know Him again. I wanna know Jesus personally. I wanna know Him as my guide. I want Him to lead me in my life. I wanna know Him personally. And if that's you, we're all gonna pray a prayer together. I'm gonna pray it together so we can help each other. And then I'm gonna ask you to respond just by raising your hand, just to say, that's me tonight. I wanna know Jesus personally, or I wanna come back into relationship with Jesus. So would you all, with your heads bowed and eyes closed, would you all repeat after me? Dear Jesus, thank You that You love me, that You gave Your life up for me. Tonight, I give my life back to You. From this day forward, walk with me each and every day and live in me as my Lord and my Saviour. And while all heads about and all eyes are closed, if that's you tonight and you're saying, I want a relationship with Jesus, I want to come back, I want to know Him for the first time and you're feeling maybe a tug in your heart, you It's just undeniable, you feel like this Word is for you. Then all across this room, while everyone's eyes are closed and heads are bowed, would you just give me a quick wave, just in this space, just right now, just give me a quick wave, just so I can see you. Great, I see that hand, fantastic. So good. Anyone else? So good. So good. I see that hand. Amazing. Amazing. I see that hand. Is there anyone else? I just hold it for a little bit longer and I know it can be a bit nerve wracking. But God wants you to know He loves you tonight. Is there anyone else? I have three amazing people already say yes. Amazing. And I see that hand too. So good. And that one too. Amen. Amen. So good. Oh, I'm gonna pray a prayer of blessing over these people tonight. Would you join me? Father God, we just thank You for these people that have said yes to relationship with You. Lord, I just pray You pour out Your favour on them, that they would know Your presence is with them, not just here in this place, but Lord, as they go about their week, God, that they would, they would be so aware of Your presence, so aware of Your love. I pray a prayer of blessing over those people. And that You would protect them this week. Protect them in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Can we give it up for those people? So good. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.